Amen. Wasn't that wonderful? Thank you, Mackenzie and Wilma, for bringing us that beautiful medley of songs. Well, tonight, let's take our Bibles and turn to Galatians 5. Galatians 5, we are continuing through a series on the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit that we find mentioned, listed in Galatians chapter 5. And I'll again read the context passage beginning with chapter 5, verse 16, and then reading to verse 26. But tonight we're focusing in on patience or that good old Bible word, long-suffering, which is a good description of the word patience. Galatians 5, 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and now tonight, long-suffering. When we trusted Christ as Savior, we received eternal life, the gift of eternal life. That's the gift of God, isn't it? We became children of God. We became members of of the family of God. And the Holy Spirit was given to dwell within us. When you receive Christ, you receive His Spirit. That's who the Holy Spirit is. And the Holy Spirit indwells us and now is trying to produce in us what is called here the fruit of the Spirit. And as we have pointed out each week, this is not like spiritual gifts. So, uh, not everyone has the same spiritual gift, but this is singular. The fruit of the Spirit is to produce the, this character in us. And what we have listed here, and patience, long-suffering is one of those things, it is really the character of God is being described here. And so the character of God, the Holy Spirit, is trying to produce that in us, these character traits. And one of these is long-suffering. Now, this fruit of the Spirit, 
One unknown, and maybe he didn't want to be known, an unknown writer said, patience is a virtue, possess it if you can. Found seldom in a woman, never in a man. I don't know if you'd agree with that or not. Maybe it's found seldom in any of us, right? And certainly the kind of, the kind of fruit being described here is not possible in and of our own strength and ability. This is something the Holy Spirit of God can produce, is working to produce in the lives of every Christian. Now, we're all at different points in our walk with God. And so we're at different points of development. And I think our own personality and our experience plays into Sometimes some of these things are more developed in us. They're more, they're more easily developed in us than other uh, traits. Some people have a more of a tendency to be able to be long-suffering or patient. But it still is a work of God to produce this in us. And he wants to produce all of this, all of this fruit in each one of us. The Greek word from which this translation comes, it also can be translated as long-tempered as opposed to short-tempered. We often don't think of patience in connection to your temper. But when you stop and think about it, to be long-suffering is to be able to bear up under difficult circumstances and to be in control of your emotions, and to be someone who is patient in that sense, not quick-tempered, not easily angered, not responding to everything that you encounter in life with wrath or with anger. The Bible talks about God being slow to anger. It describes him that way in Exodus 34, 6, and then in Nehemiah 9.17, it says, But you are God, ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abundant in kindness. And so this is a character trait of God himself, slow to anger, long-suffering. He's been long-suffering with us, hasn't he? Think about how we have been toward God. We have been rebellious. And yet, in spite of our rebellious nature, God loves us and has shown us tremendous patience, long-suffering, instead of just destroying us, which is what we would have deserved, actually. But God didn't respond to us in that way. Psalm 103.8, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. And so this connection between patience that we typically think of and slow to anger is a direct connection with this Greek word that is used here by the Apostle Paul. And maybe that's why the word long-suffering is a really a very good translation for what he's talking about. Able to suffer in dignity opposition, injustice at the hands of others, and yet to respond in the way that God would have you to respond, to be patient, 
to bear up under that with a godly character. Are you and I long-suffering? The Holy Spirit helps us to overcome or to subdue the tendency to not be patient or to respond with a short temper. He wants to enable us to restrain both our attitudes and our actions when otherwise we might respond quickly or in a way that will bring great harm to us or to others. How do you keep from being impatient? How do you keep from losing your temper? Or do we even try? A lot of people don't even try. You and I have both known people who actually, they kind of wear it as a badge of honor, how quick-tempered they are. It's something they're almost proud of. That's not the character of God. And that isn't how God would have us to respond. Not to one another, and certainly not to those who don't know Jesus Christ. How do we react or respond to disappointments in life? I think God would have us to respond the way he does and to do it with love. Have we developed a reputation for being hasty in the way we reply to other people? Not with long-suffering, but instead with a quick and a, uh, a harsh reaction. If something doesn't suit you or set right with you, how do you respond to that? Do you just immediately attack people or do you go to people and complain and criticize? Or are you long-suffering? God would have us to have his character in all things. How do we react to mistreatment and to disappointment? Those who live with other people cannot escape having to face disappointment or mistreatment, misunderstanding. Sometimes people will even deliberately misrepresent you. And our reaction to that kind of treatment indicates some kind of uh, how, how we've developed in our walk with the Lord. Because the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit to respond in the way that he would have us to. Some people may respond to mistreatment by retreating into a state of depression. One person has said depression is anger turned inward on the self and is very destructive. I know there's all kinds of depression. But I do think sometimes depression is rooted in, in a spiritual situation. And it can be that it's anger turned inward. Anger at how life has gone. Anger at something that's happened to you. And instead of dealing with it, it turns inward and it becomes destructive to the individual. Some people respond to mistreatment or disappointment by trying to retaliate toward the person that they believe has caused the hurt or the harm. Some people respond to mistreatment by determining to seek revenge at some point in the future hostility that eats at the heart of the person. That's not being long-suffering. That's instead reacting in a way that brings destruction to the individual. And God would not have that be a part 
of who we are. It certainly is not descriptive of the kind of character that he would have us to have. The Holy Spirit, you see, instead will encourage us to respond with patience, to disappointment, to being treated poorly by people. Now, some of you face this all the time in the workplace. And sadly, some people have to face this at home. How do you respond to this kind of situation? Without patience, we find it exceedingly difficult to forgive others. See how long-suffering, patience, how it's linked to all of these other kinds of traits, being able to respond with love, being able to have joy, being able to have peace. If you are not long-suffering, it's going to be difficult to experience all of these other character traits that God is trying to develop in us. Without patience, as the wise man said, good sense makes a slow man to anger, and it, is, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. That's what Solomon said, Proverbs nineteen eleven. It is his glory to overlook an offense. But there are people who can't overlook anything. Everything has to become a major confrontation. That is not long-suffering. Jesus encouraged unlimited forgiveness, didn't he? What did he say? You will forgive someone 70 times 7. Now, there are those that want to multiply that out. And what is that, 490? Okay, i got to forgive people 490 times. But on that 491st time, I can, I can zap them, you know, at that point. Well, that's really not long-suffering, is it? That's not the Spirit. Because think about how God has forgiven us. God has forgiven us of so much. It's not even countable, the number of sins that we have committed. And yet God's mercy is so great. He is slow to anger. He is abounding in mercy and love. And so unless we practice patience, we're not going to be able to respond to people in the way that God wants us to respond. If we are not able to be long-suffering in the face of the daily situations we have to face in life, and your life is going to be a whole lot smoother and more peaceful if you let the Holy Spirit develop this character trait in you to be long-suffering. We are not going to be able to enjoy continuous fellowship with others if we don't allow God to lead us to be long-suffering. Short-tempered, hot-headed people always find something to be upset about. And you know what? There's always something you can be upset about. I guarantee you, wherever you are, no matter how wonderful your home is or your workplace or the church that you're a part of, you can always find something to be upset about. Believe me, it's there. Because you're, th you're there. I'm there. We're all sinners. We all fall short. So we have to learn by the power of the Holy Spirit to be long-suffering and to let God's character be our character. Proverbs 15, 18, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. 
God wants to use us to quiet contention, not to create it. And unless we practice patience, we rob ourselves of the understanding and the insight we need to face life. Proverbs 14, 29, he who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a nasty temper exalts folly. We need to be people who have understanding because if, if you're long-suffering, you can see the full perspective of what's happening around you, what's happening in you, what's happening in other people. And then God can use you to be the person that he wants you to be. Not to jump to conclusions, not to respond with anger quickly, but instead, like Jesus, look how people came to him. And he often didn't react, did he? He didn't respond to the question or to the trap they were setting for him. Instead, he was able to see the heart of the matter. And he would respond in a way that was totally opposite of what they expected. God can give us the right perspective on all the situations of life if his character is our character. Now, what's the significance of Christian patience? We sometimes wonder why we don't have a more powerful impact on the non-Christian world. Could it be that sometimes people haven't seen any difference in us? The way we react to them, the way we respond to them, there should be a difference. And that difference should be the love and the joy and the peace and the long-suffering that Christ produces in us, that people are, are shocked to see that there is a difference that Christ makes in a person's life. And when they experience that, then we have the opportunity to say, this is the power of God that can change your life just as it's changed my life. If we would be worthy of the name Christian, and represent Christ in the way he wants us to, then we have the opportunity to say, look at Jesus and the difference that he can make. The Lord Jesus was patient with people. He didn't respond with harshness, and he faced a lot of opposition. Now, it doesn't mean you don't sometimes say what has to be said. Jesus didn't just go along with people who were trying to get him to do things that were wrong. But yet, he was very in control of what he was doing and what he was saying. He was restrained. He was forbearing. He was long-suffering because he had his eye on the greater goal. And that goal was to save us from our sin, to provide a way of salvation for all people. And genuine disciples of the Lord Jesus should practice patience toward all kinds of people. Sometimes we're patient towards certain people, but not towards others. Or certain kinds of people, but not towards others. In Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5.14, Paul said, And we exhort you, brethren, admonish the idler, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. Be patient with them all. The idler, the faint-hearted, the weak. 
we are to be patient with them all. And when we are, then the love of God, see, can flow through us and touch those hearts. When they see that we are patient with them, the way God is patient. The Holy Spirit wants to pour out on us the love of God and through us his love into the lives of other people. Hebrews 12.1 tells us to run with endurance the race that is set before us. George Matheson wrote, we commonly associate patience with lying down. We think of it as the angel that guards the couch of the invalid. Yet there is a patience that I believe to be harder, the patience that can run. To lie down in the time of grief, to be quiet under the stroke of adverse fortune implies a great strength. But I know of something that implies a greater strength even still. It is the power to work under stress, to have a great weight at your heart and still run, run the race with endurance, to have a deep anguish in your spirit and still perform daily tasks. It is a Christ-like thing. The hardest thing is that most of us are called to exercise our patience, not in the sickbed, but in the street. To wait is hard, but to do it with good courage is harder. Maybe what the Holy Spirit is trying to produce in us is a long-suffering, a patience that enables us to keep running the race with endurance under great stress, facing all the problems and the difficulties of life, but doing it with the joy the Lord has given us and to show his love in spite of what we are facing. That is long-suffering. Not just sitting down and waiting, but to actively be serving and ministering and caring and sharing in spite of what we face. God can produce that if we'll allow him to do it. So wrapping this up, our God is very patient with us when we fail. He continues to be forgiving and to work within us to produce something amazing. And one of those character traits that he wants to produce, the fruit of the Spirit, is this long-suffering, this patience, this settled waiting in him even as we run the race that is set before us. God's patience should encourage us to change our attitudes toward him and to come to him and to trust him as we obey him. And as we do that, the door of opportunity, God will open. I think that uh, many times it's when we are running the race with endurance putting one step in front of the other, serving with long-suffering, that's when God opens new doors of opportunity. And we're able to see them because we're trusting Him. We're waiting on Him. We're walking with Him. 
So this is so important, both in our relationship to God and our relationship to others. Let us be long-suffering. Let us be patient with the character of Christ as he uses us for his glory. Would you pray with me? We thank you, Lord, for the fruit of the Spirit that your Spirit is producing in us. And, Lord, sometimes we feel like we, we haven't developed at all. And other times we can see how your work has changed us. So, Lord, help us just to trust you and to be open to you and be obedient to you. And as your Spirit continues to work in us, we pray that with each passing day that we will display this character, your character, in a more evident fashion. Lord, we thank you that you are slow to anger with us. You are patient. You are kind. And help us, Lord, then to reflect that in the way that we live in this world. We pray in this time now of decision. If there are decisions you've laid upon our heart that we need to make, it may be to commit ourselves wholly and freshly that we want your character to be ours, including long-suffering. Lord, help us to bring that to you publicly or privately, however you would lead us. And we just pray your will would be done. There may be other kinds of decisions here tonight. We know that you are here in this very room. And so help us now to do what is pleasing in your sight. And we'll give you the praise for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand and sing our hymn.